Hi, friends. Logan here, one of your co-hosts with the Better Events Podcast. And this week's episode is one of my favorites, I would say, because it is such a cool kind of podcast exercise. We are talking all about event predictions for the next year and what events will look like a year from now. Now, this is a tradition we started back in season one of the podcast. So this is our third time doing this. And it's really fun because we both predict the future of what it will look like a year from now and we listen back to our old predictions. So you're going to hear some clips from our episode 63 of the podcast. And honestly, it's just one of my favorites because we are very right about some things and we're very wrong about others. So it is a very humbling and fun experience just to show you how much can change in the event world in a year. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, how much our backgrounds and Mary and I, what we look like can change in a year. So we hope you enjoy and you'll learn a little thing about the future of events. Welcome to the Better Events Podcast. Join two event strategists, Logan Clements and Mary Davidson, who believe we can all create, host, and attend better events. In this podcast, you will learn about event strategy and actions that you can use today as an event host, planner, or manager. Hear directly from the people who are creating innovative and inspiring events today and tomorrow and grow your business along the way. Now, let's get started and thanks for listening to the Better Events Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another week of the Better Events Podcast. This is Mary Davidson, one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined by Logan Clements, our wonderful other co-host. And today we are doing event predictions. We love doing this. We've done this a few times over the years. Um, We're halfway through kind of this year, and so it's time for our other set of predictions and to listen back to what we've done before. But to get started, of course, we have our conversation starter. So Logan, I've got a question for you. Mayo or butter on the outside of your grilled cheese? Very controversial. <laughs> I don't know if it's controversial, but I feel like this is one that I I, I appalled somebody because my partner has gotten me into putting mayonnaise on the bread on the outside of your grilled cheese. So it's essentially like, like what do you get to get the sear? This And his theory was it had a higher burn point than butter. So you could let it cook for longer than butter would burn the outside of your grilled cheese. And I've turned into a mayo person. Not a lot. I was a kid. I hated mayo, so it's 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 hard for me. But put a little mayonnaise on the outside of the bread gets it that nice golden crispiness of a grilled cheese. Mary, how about you? Or do you use something that's not even listed? No, I use I use butter, but I did go through a mayo stage. My brother, when I was little, worked at Sonic. For those that are in the U.S., know what that is. And he, when he made the grilled cheese, they used mayo, and so he, he told me I had to try it, and I tried it. And I liked it for a while, but I don't know. It just felt like too much to me. Maybe I wasn't using the right kind of mayo. So I reverted to butter. All right. There's no right or wrong way, you know. Um, But yeah, why we chose this topic this week. uh, We did this last year and the year before that. If you want to actually go back and listen to it, it's episode 63 of the podcast. And so what we're going to do is we're going to listen to those predictions we made in July of 2022 for 2023, react to them, see if we were right see if we were wrong and uh, give our new predictions uh, for the, for the new year for next year for 2024, which I can't believe. I feel like the years come faster and faster. Um, But Mary, before we jump into it, like what excites you as we look ahead to the next year? I'm excited for the industry as a whole. I think that we've gone through some tremendous amounts of change during the pandemic And then coming out of it, I think there's been kind of constant change and innovation and just like lots of things happening. For some reason, to me, it feels like rapid growth in the industry. Now, I also wasn't heavily involved in the industry too many years prior to COVID. So I have kind of a skewed perspective, I think. But that's what I've seen. 
And so looking forward, I'm really excited. Just like, I think that people are excited to come back in person. Um, but I think that attendees want to keep that excitement going. So I'm just excited to see the new stuff that people keep coming out with as the year goes on. Yeah, I feel like I've, I'm, I have that optimism with you as well. I feel like the farther we've gotten from the shutdowns of 2020, and then I feel like even the resurgence in 2021, like folks are a lot more comfortable on site. Um, and so it's really fun to see the evolution of in-person events, but also the continuation of virtual and hybrid and kind of how some of those, there's certain events that have just really embraced staying virtual or keeping a virtual component and other events have kind of seen that peter out. And so it's been fun to kind of go through that. I am very excited for this time next year because it will be, it's an Olympic year in 2024. All my sports fans out there and we have the 2024 Olympics in Paris, France next year. Um, so I am just really excited sport for my sports clients and everything because it's really going to be crescendoing around um, the Olympic games next summer. So I'm just very optimistic, I guess, heading into the new year. I think people are looking for something something new and something more. So whatever that looks like, I'm excited to see. Um, but let's get into our clips. And so we're going to time travel back in time as we listen to last year's predictions. And I believe we are starting with a clip from Logan. I'll give you my first prediction for 2023. And um, this one is, I feel like I'm going to be a little optimistic here, but I think that um, data is going to be data collection, attendee data is going to be even more important at in-person events between by now, by, by July, 2023, thinking like RFID chips, scanning QR codes. I just feel like because we've done virtual and high, you know, virtual events, sponsors, partners, event hosts have become used to having more data that you get just from folks being on a platform. Um, so you're going to see more of that at any event you go to because they just want to collect the data of who you talk to, where'd you go, how'd you network. And I feel like we're seeing it, but I'm going to see it even more, especially at events that have never really thought about adding this as a part of their event. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I was correct in that. I feel like I was optimistically like hard hitting about it. Like it really is going to change, but I don't feel like I'm seeing it as heavily as I had predicted. But I, do, I still see there is a component, whether it's you know, taking the Q&A on the app that you're going to answer live on stage with your speaker um, or asking for folks to like submit their photos of them at your event. Like I've seen that be a thing, but I, I don't think I've seen as much of the data driving in-person interaction, in-person events, but virtually it still has been really important. A lot of people want to know who clicked when, how many people visited this section of the event, that kind of stuff. So still strong virtually. Don't feel like I got it right for in-person. What do you think, Mary? I don't think that you're wrong, but yeah, I just yeah. don't think it, like you've said, it's been as prevalent as maybe you thought it would be. So uh, yeah. maybe keep this one, save it for 2024. <laughs> maybe it'll be a thing that I was going to say, yeah. Can I just repeat my, uh, <laughs> sure. Can I just why repeat not? my, yeah. my thing? No, cause just I still don't think ahead, I'm you know, you're looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it was, I was, I was ahead of my time. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but my first prediction for July of 2024 is the buzzword that's on everyone's lips these days. I think chat GPT is going to be such a go-to tool that all of us are going to be utilizing in different aspects of our lives, of our businesses, in the event world, but it still needs humans to prompt it, to lead it. 
I think there's some fear right now around it, like replacing jobs, making graphic designers irrelevant. And while it can like help save time on some of those time consuming tasks that maybe no one enjoys doing, I still think you're going to have to, like, it still takes a human to guide it where to go. So I think it'll be a very strategic tool for every event person to know how to utilize it with their role and their job, but know that you're still going to need a human on that, on, you know, to be a part of it. I think that's interesting. Can I comment on your prediction? Yeah, go, go for it. <laughs> it's uh, I've, I've worked with copywriters a little bit for like my website or for events. We've talked about writing auction descriptions or programs, you know, just like fluffing things up. I'm a little concerned for copywriters. Like I feel like that is what chat GPT can do with very little prompting, you know, like stuff like that seems challenging for me. Or what about like journalism and stuff like that? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I think I still think you're going to be able to tell, like, I also think the tools that can detect it, like I was seeing stuff about like how people are, they're getting, um, I can't remember. There's an app now that can tell you if the face you're seeing talking to you is real or if it was AI generated, like there's going to be more tools that I think can flag some of that. And yes, do I think it's going to replace basic copywriting? Sure. But I think if you can then specialize and whatever it is, again, to upskill it, to utilize Mm -hmm. ChatGPT to take away some of that mundane parts of your business and really then hone in on like the creative writing part or again, being like, I work with ChatGPT and the two of us create the website together or something. Like, I I don't think I'd see it completely eliminating jobs unless it was like data management. Again, it's a prediction. We shall see. Um, Mary, do you want to hear your first prediction from 2022? Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. So different, like kind of on a completely different track than my other prediction. But something that I was thinking is that in-person events, similar to your prediction, Logan, going with in-person, in-person events are going to call for more diversity. And I think what I mean by that is in many ways, but one thing that I've actually had a lot of people ask me lately is they want um, like vendors from the BIPOC community, or they're looking for a certain type of a vendor speaker. Uh, you know, they want the panels to be more rep- rep- representative. And so I just think that that is going to be even more common. Um, since we're going back to in-person events, for some reason, it's just this call for people to recognize that there's more of this need. And I think that's needed virtually too. So I think in turn, it's going to be good for both types of events. Absolutely. So that's what I'm going to say is that that's what we're going to see as planners. We're going to see a call for that more often. Yes. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I, I think that this is a priority for people still. I think it's a continued effort. What would you say? Yeah. Did we achieve it since no, it did last not year? No, yeah. but you're right. It is. I think there has been a movement of making sure it's a priority. And I think a lot of the audience is keeping folks accountable if they're not doing that. So I think while there's much to be desired, I do think um, your prediction of that trend is continuing to go upward. But what is your prediction for July 2024? This, I'm starting off strong with something that it's kind of negative, but I think that in July 2024, that there are going to be a lot of events that don't last. Like, I think a lot of events that we have now or know of now may not be happening in July 2024 because of budget increases. And I think people are really getting down to the question on if their events make sense. And so for that unfortunate reason, I think that we might lose a lot of events that have been created. I also think that there is plenty of space for new events, for innovation, for figuring out funding. 
So um, to me, it's actually hopeful. But I think that as we're getting back to the swing of things, it's going to weed out some events that might be happening that don't make sense for the organizers. What Just to drill in what you said there, when budgets increase, you mean increasing costs of doing exactly. an event? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that's a – it's going to dovetail. I'll, I'll, I'll not share mine yet, um, but it dovetails into my second second prediction. Um, but before I share that, we can listen to my second prediction from last year and do a little time travel. And my second prediction for July 2023 is attendees are going to stop calling hybrid events hybrid and just call them events because we're going to have normalized the hybrid experience. And my big caveat to this is as like an event professional, like a worker of events, uh, we would still be explicit on the planning side of if it's an in-person, a virtual hybrid, like what your expectations are. But there's my, I feel like I always have to have one that's lofty and it's maybe I'm also five years ahead of this, but yeah, I feel like we're going to start to drop the word hybrid from things and we're just going to call them events. Can I comment on that? Yes, you can. This is an open field. Go, Mary. I mean, I I like your prediction. I So I made a list of predictions I wanted to share, and then I've kind of been like, I'm not going to share that one. But you brought this up, so I'm going to say this. I wasn't planning on sharing this, but I think that hybrid events will be super uncommon. <laughs> Mic drop. Oh, <laughs> just cut off. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, we were I feel like that, that might have been what 2020 you said as well. I don't think there, there was no explanation. It just, just they're going to be uncommon. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, well, that's funny. Hmm. I love a good aspirational one, don't I? I, I really mm-hmm. love aspirational predictions. Um, I would say this isn't the case that, uh, well, I want to say I'm a little bit right because I think some people have stopped calling it a hybrid event. They just call it an event and it's got a hybrid component, but the word hybrid is still around. It is still a thing that we talk about. It is actually a very common question I ask when I'm trying to scope an event and figure out what they're looking for. Is there a hybrid or a virtual element um, to their event? So I would say a majority, but I was incorrect because I would also say a majority of my events are in person, but um, I still, I will say virtual and hybrid are still around and I'm still doing those events. They just aren't the meat, I would say, of my event calendar. What were you going to say, Mary? Oh, I don't know. I just, it's so, I just, it's funny to me. I think that it's true. I think hybrid events are still definitely happening. The context that I've seen them in lately is like, oh yeah, it's just going to be a hybrid event. Like we're just going to record it. It's not a big deal. And I'm like, have we learned nothing? (laughs) It is a big deal. What does that take? Like, let's think about it. Does it make sense? Blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. I think if people are used to it, but it's still definitely a, a lift. Well, they haven't gone away completely. I don't no, know if they, they ever will. No. Nope. <laughs> uh, well, my second prediction for 2024 is, Mary, I alluded to with your budget, because I feel like I have a, a counter stance where I think event budgets are going to bounce back. So one of the big things we've seen is a lot of people budgets have been cut, especially with like jobs getting cut and the tech industry was really impacted these last couple of months. And so people are talking about they're being asked to do more with less and their costs are going up. And so I don't, I think costs, I agree with you, Mary, I think are going to continue to go up, but I do think some folks are going to increase their budget because companies and organizations are going to want to invest in more unique experiences because we've had that bump of people are just excited to be back in person. 
but I still think like the bar is going to be, they need to do more or do something more, whether it's an exciting location or whatever. And all of those prices are going up, but I think I'm going to, you're going to see budgets start to meet that. And maybe I guess it's not competing with your prediction because it would also still weed certain events out. What's that face, Mary? (laughs) I have have a face. 2024 though is also an election year. And so that might not allow budgets to increase as much as we would like, but we'll see what happens. All right. All right. Who knows? Um, All right, Mary, you ready to hear your second prediction from 2022? Absolutely. My next prediction, which is I think that virtual production roles will be highly sought after Mm -hmm. in the next year. Because I think people who jumped on board have now transitioned maybe into other things back to in person or their time is being taken up by something else. I think it's harder to find those people. Just a prediction. So I think it'll be they'll just be highly sought after in the next year. I don't know. I I was thinking this the other day. I was like, nobody's talked to me about a virtual event in quite some time. And I'm like, I kind of miss it. Like, I kind of want to do it. I don't know if I feel that way. I feel like they're just kind of. There's just not a lot of them anymore. But what do you think, Logan? You might have been in this world a little more. I think it's still, I think it's still sought after. I, I do think if you know how to run things in Zoom and think like you'll, you'll almost always have a job. But you would then, I think it would be how you position yourself. Like Mary, maybe you're not getting virtual because you're not necessarily positioning yourself as like the get me virtual. I want to do virtual events. Yeah. Um. So there's still like I think there's still opportunities. It's just what you want to go after and. For me, it's been, I definitely am hurting for other people who like Zoom as much as I do and feel like they know the ins and outs as much as I do. So because I'm getting busier, I can't take all the events that I get, but I have people who want help and having referring them to the right person and not just someone who like kind of knows Zoom is is been a challenge for me. And I know I already, I'm almost constantly want, wanting to know other people who know virtual and hybrid uh, pretty consistently to be able to refer work um, when I when I can't say yes to it because it has been a value add. I agree with your prediction that I think it is a value add to have, but not a lot of people have either kept up with it or truly invested in it. Let us know if you're still doing virtual events. Send us an email. We need to build the list apparently. So holler at us. Yeah, they're still they're definitely still out there. Like I said, there's a number of folks that have just doubled down on this is our this kind of educational events always going to be virtual. Um, or they're just looking for more people that can wear multiple hats and understand how live streaming works and ask the right questions, even if you're not the actual one streaming. But Mary, what would be your next prediction for July 2024? My next prediction is uh, obvious, perhaps, but it is that we will see an increase in content quality during programs for events. Uh, I think we have seen it. I I am seeing it. And I think we will continue to see it even more so. It's just a really high, important piece of the planning process is the quality of content. Um, But I think that it'll also get more creative as time goes on. So I'm excited to see kind of how it forms. But yeah, I'm excited. I I like this shift. I think it's great that we're getting together and trying to be more intentional with our programs. That is a great one, Mary. Again, I feel like very very like pro-event prediction. I guess we always have like a rose-colored glasses, I feel like, approach to these. But I love that one. all right, let's uh, put our traveling hats back on and listen to my third and final prediction from 2022. Mine, I feel like it's kind of a goal because it feels like it's like a, uh, it's almost, I'm not, I'm not totally on board, but I'm going to be on board. Um, my prediction by July 2023 is I will have done at least one event in VR or augmented reality world 
some of you guys might call this the metaverse, but the metaverse is Meta's, formerly Facebook's, you know, their VR augmented reality. Uh, and there's countless other platforms out there. Um, so I'm, it's more like a challenge to myself because I feel like I'm a little resistant to it. But then I feel like I need to put my hat on for folks who've been resistant to Zoom and virtual events and, you know, all the benefits from it. So, again, I'm going to say I don't think it'll be the right fit for everybody, but I think I'm going to have one client who wants to do it. <laughs> Listeners, I had a feeling I couldn't remember if I made this prediction in the summer of last year or at the start of this year, but uh, I was wrong. I have not worked <laughs> event with VR at all. I haven't even worked an event. I was just trying to think of like with a VR component, it was something that was felt so earth shattering, maybe also because we were coming off of hybrid and virtual, like it was the, the natural progression. Um, but I feel like what I've been realizing and looking like there's, there is a barrier <laughs> to entry from the tech side of things. I feel like with VR, VR events, and I just have not had clients who really want to replicate that. They either have gone back to in-person or they have accepted the virtual experience is, you know, a chat and video. And that's just, I'd be, again, listeners interested to know if you have done a VR event, please let me know. Cause I'd love to just like go check it out. I should have probably have made that goal just to like more of a goal, just to <laughs> attend one. But, but yeah, Mary and I were laughing back here. I was anyway, very wrong. I took a screenshot. <laughs> we'll post it. Go look at the Instagram. Cause I'm sure I'll post it before this episode drops. <laughs> Oh gosh. Well, you know, we we can't get them all right. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah. My my final prediction for July 2024 for the event industry is production related um because this is again the the world I say anything with a microphone to stage is really where my role as a producer or a show caller has really fallen, but I think that LED walls are going to be more common. And so LED walls are often, again, more of like the bigger budget events have been utilizing them, but they are modular versus a modular, meaning you can build them. They're made of up of a ton of squares. So you can make them as tall, as long, as vertical as you want them to. Um, and so they're just more customizable for your event compared to using a projector and a projection screen, which also is dependent on a light bulb and the lighting in the room. And just it's a natural progression for companies and organizations looking to level up their production value because an LED screen, it's like kind of like your TV, like it's going to be much more brighter colors than you can get off a projection screen. So I'm going to predict it's going to be more common. I guess the measurement I will use will be if I do more events that require an LED screen. I bet it's true. We'll see. We shall see. Great. Your final prediction from 2022. Okay, let's do Spoiler, it. Spoiler, you probably did not say you were going to work a VR event. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Instead of going personal, I'm going to just go a prediction that goes along with yours because this is one of the ones I wrote down, which is I think that the metaverse or VR, the VR world will be, I think it will be slow moving in the next year, but I think that it will become more of a norm for associations and corporate mm. meetings. Like, and I'm not necessarily talking even conferences. I'm like talking team meetings, um, educational discussions, things like that. I think those will become more of a norm, which then will hopefully help your prediction come true, Logan, because then you can have a client who needs that. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> this is especially funny because I'm just going to jump right into it. My next prediction is I wrote down, I think the metaverse is old. <laughs> I, think, 
I'm literally contradicting myself. My prediction for 2024 is that there are going to be very few metaverse events, none that I'm involved with or the people around me are not involved with. It's few and far between. People are kind of moving on. Wow, that's interesting. Wow. <laughs> we were all maybe, I mean, who knows? Maybe my first prediction of chat GPT is going to be, I mean, like, chat, what? We're not talking about that in a year because I do feel like meta and VR was like coming at you fast. Yeah, that's actually year. crazy to think about. Tech changes so fast. I I mean, I love traveling back in time. And I feel like, Mary, we had one last one to listen to. We've kind of covered our, our predictions for, for the new year as an industry. But we did make a podcast prediction. Let's hear it. So one year from now for our podcast, the Better Events Podcast, I am going to say that we will have more industry leaders slash thoughts featured on the podcast and i'm just kind of pulling that out of air i gotta tell you it's not like we have like something like that planned i'm just gonna say that okay what do you think i love mary's goal setting for our podcast i was gonna set it as like we will do one live podcast at an event oh that's a good one too though because we can yeah just we'll one. We've got to do at least one. So I mean, like, it's, up it's, and you're it's a smart goal. We can achieve it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Interesting. <sighs> I mean, you were right. We got one. We got, we got I mean, I think we got both of them right, but, but we got my smart one, right? We did produce a live podcast at uh, Cascadia conference for meeting professionals, international MPI. You should, we'll link it in the show notes. You should go listen to it. If you hadn't had a chance, that was very fun. A very different I'd say kind of set up and format than we than we do with these traditional episodes. But Mary, how yeah. do you about, how do you feel about your prediction? I feel I feel I feel I don't good think about it's it. Wrong. I think it's continually aspirational. Like I think that that though that is still true. Um, I'm looking back at like our guests that we've had this year, and actually, from a podcast perspective, we have had less guests than we've typically had, and so it's actually that is actually interesting, which kind of skews those results a little bit, I guess, of of what I predicted. Um, but I mean, yeah, I would say that we have, and I would say that we will. Is that a prediction? I think. I think yeah, we can do. A, we can do. A, we will. I, I yeah. agree. I think we definitely have gotten some more. We've also been more discerning with who we ask onto the podcast. Listeners, we've become very protective of you all in our community and wanting to make sure that anyone we're bringing on is adding value. Uh, we also have some stats on the back end to see that often you guys enjoy the episodes that are just Mary and I. So we have leaned into that a little bit more. Um, in this season, just mainly because we want to give you more of what you want. But we do have some exciting guests coming in the pipeline that we can't wait for you to listen to. And so I feel like, Mary, that's we'll continue to do it. But I feel like we should, we've hinted at this, or we've not hinted, we have blatantly talked about this goal for the podcast on other episodes. But I feel like if we had to make a prediction for July 2024, it will be that we have hosted the Better Events Conference. absolutely we're gonna come in strong and hard on this one because yes it's gonna happen mark your calendars for later this year (laughs) our our goal listeners will be to try to get it done by end of winter we'll just say end of winter this year um or potentially into the new year and it will be in a virtual format because we are realizing our community is kind of spread out all over the country and the world. And so we might have some kind of in-person element here in the Pacific Northwest Seattle area, potentially. Um, reach out to us if you think that'd be something that you're really interested in. But 
Uh, we are thrilled and terrified, I would say, of <laughs> this endeavor of wanting to build something because as event planners and producers, it's really fun to produce other people's events. And But it's also a really fun new muscle for us to try to build something from the ground up, kind of like we did this podcast. Mary, what else do you want to say about our, our lofty goal of this conference? Yeah, just that we, like, if you're listening to this, we want you to come. Like those that are listening, those that are hearing this, please come. And if you have just started listening or you've supported us along the way, either way, we want you to be there. And so we're going to continue to work on this content to make it something that's worth your time. Um, hopefully, if you've listened to our episodes, you'll know that this is something we really want to try to do well. And so hopefully this is exciting for you. So lock it in your brain. Winter 2023 Better Events Podcast Conference virtually and more information to come. We're hopefully going to be launching more details in the in the coming weeks, <laughs> we'll try to say. Um, but yeah, that is, that's our exciting goal for 2020. By July of 2024, we will have done it and hopefully be working on iteration number two. You know, I think we covered it. Just excited to listen back to this in the future and see how much we've changed, not just in what we say, but in what we look like. <laughs> Every I also time go, I'm like, what is that? Yeah, we don't look like? a day. I like, I'm like, we don't, we're not getting any older. And then I look at the video clips and I go, well, we do look different. <laughs> time does pass. Anyway, well, that brings us to the end of our episode. And Mary, you have our bonus tip this week. Yes, I do. Our bonus tip for this week is on your email to snooze your emails when needed. So if you don't know what that feature is, it's a feature where I think typically you can like right click on it and you can snooze the email, which basically is just you scheduling it out for another time for it to re-pop up in your inbox. I like doing this. I like have a lot of subfolders in my email, but I like doing the snooze when maybe it doesn't like really fall in a subfolder or I for sure want to see it again, but I just can't deal with it right now. I'm the type of person who by the end of the day loves to have like a zero inbox. And so snoozing them for a time when I can actually respond helps my process. It helps my brain. And so if that might be helpful, helpful for you as well, go ahead and try it and try snoozing your emails. Great bonus tip, Mary. Thank you. And that brings us to the end of our episode. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Better Events Pod. You can send us an email at bettereventspod at gmail.com or visit our podcast website at bettereventspod.com. You can also connect with Mary and I directly on LinkedIn. We have loved hearing from you, so please keep those notes coming. And as always, we appreciate you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Send this episode to a friend. Share it with your event community. We continue to love growing this Better Events uh, community that we have going on here. And we will be back in your feeds again next Wednesday. Wednesday.